Welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that is not about gardening or growing marijuana. The Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast is a show about how to get through life while living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm sure glad you're here. New episodes of the podcast drop every Friday. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things. Head over to the website to read our blog, which comes out every other Monday, blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. On the website, be sure you subscribe to our newsletter, and there, download your free art print. There's also a spot to send me a message with any prayer requests, questions, or ideas for a new episode that you would like to hear about. Thanks for joining us. Now on to the show. Hey friends, welcome to this edition of the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. I hope you're doing well. I wanted to talk to you today about how you are on God's mind. Do you think of God that way when you when you think of him? Do you picture him being very close to you or being very far away from you? Do you picture him thinking about you? Or just about him as kind of a far-off being that's in control and loves you and stuff, but, you know, he's not super involved in your life. Or do you not think about it at all? Both of those ways can leave us feeling detached from the true love of our Father for us. And that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about today. I wanted to encourage you that if you either don't picture God as close or that doesn't bring you comfort or you know that he's around but not super intimate with you, doesn't have any personal agenda or uh, involvement in your life, both of those ways of thinking Like I said, they detach us from the hope that we have in Christ. Our hope isn't just in the fact that, you know, we're saved and we get to, you know, die and go to heaven or that we, you know, have guardian angels or that we have the Bible. All of those things are good. But our hope lies, our real hope, that the fullness of our hope lies in the fact that we understand this intimate relationship that God has and wants with us and that we can partake in. And it's just really been on my mind. My mom actually said that to me a couple weeks ago. She said when I was having a hard time, I don't remember with what, but just feeling discouraged. And she said, Connie, You are on the Lord's mind. He sees you. And there was something about that. That it was just like a light bulb moment. And it was like whatever I was going through. Kind of came down in size. In the impact that it had to discourage me. Because I was able to perceive I guess the eyes of my heart were able to perceive 
that even though he's the king of the universe, enthroned on, you know, the highest throne and in control of everything, he's also personally attentive to me and to you. And you are on God's mind. You are not just some speck out there in all of humanity that, you know, you have to do something impressive for him to notice you. No, you, as you are right now, if you're huddled up in bed or you're sitting at a desk somewhere or you're driving down the road or you are having a breakdown or you're in a hospital or you're at a gravesite, or you're cooking dinner, or you're cashing a check, or you've just had a fight with your husband. You are on God's mind. There is such close proximity in that. Not only is he involved in the everyday struggles and victories that you have but he cares and you're on his mind like he is thinking about you how can he be thinking about everybody all at the same time well that's the mystery of god that we don't a get to understand and b we don't have to explain that's the beauty one of the beauties because there are many of the christian faith is that our hope is in Jesus and it's not something that we have to explain. All we have to do is believe it and accept it. Believe and accept that there are parts of God that we don't get to understand and there are parts of God that we don't need to understand. Another thing that comes to me is the involvement of God, the close proximity when you struggle. I was sitting here this morning going over. Um, I often tend to feel discouraged about or worried about the future. Anyone else can attest to that? I know, right? It's very difficult to not look out into the future and feel anxious. And I was sitting there this morning praying about that, feeling bad about how I can ever just trust him, you know, and, and he impressed upon my heart so very clearly that he knows me and he knows my struggle and that he can identify with my weakness and my humanness even more than, than I can. And he told me in my spirit, just just this sense of, of knowing filled my spirit. That it's okay. That I don't have to run because I can't trust all the time. That he's not mad because I can't stop freaking out. That he knows me and he loves me. And that's not saying that he is, he's not saying to me, just keep worrying. No, what he's saying is that he, he understands 
We think God is this rigid taskmaster that gets so fed up with us. But he just impressed it on my heart. Daughter, I know you. I know the struggle. I know how hard it is to keep your eyes on me. I'm not mad because it's hard for you. I don't look on you with just disgust because you can't get it right. And friend, that's how God feels about you. He's not disgusted because you keep doing the same thing over and over again. He hasn't given up on you. And although Jesus doesn't know what it's like, what it feels like to sin, he absolutely knows what it feels like to be human and to be weak and to hurt and to struggle and to be tired. And so today, wherever you're at, if it's just simply feeling like your life doesn't matter, like, you know, you're just a housewife that body, body, blah, and, you know, you're not really impacting anything and there's nothing really going on, or you're overseas as a person in the armed forces and you feel alone and like no one can understand where you're coming from, or you're someone that has a disability or an addiction or you're a businessman, or you're a doctor, or you're homeless. You are on God's mind. There is an intimacy there that is so close. He's closer than the skin that's on your body. And if you don't feel that closeness, it's not because it isn't real. It's because it takes work for us to sift through and filter out, you know, all of the blocks that we can face from being human, from um, all of the noise of the world, from social media, from our jobs, from our emotions. But if you continue to persist, you are going to find him because he's everywhere. He is involved with everything that has anything to do with you. And you are not an afterthought to God. You are on his mind. You are in the palm of his hand. And another thing, you don't have to try so hard. Sometimes I try to find God. I try to hear from his, uh, you know, hear his word for me. I try to get encouragement. I try to meet with him. And I found that it is more helpful when I come to the Lord and I say, I'm too tired to try, but I need you. And he shows up. Because that's what he wants to do. You have to understand, he's not hiding from you. These are all lies we believe. And, you know, lies, the, the funny thing about a good lie, it's based in some truth. 
Did you catch that? A good lie is based in some truth. For instance, if you are feeling depressed and you have read your Bible and you feel like you got nothing out of it, then it would be believable for you to say to yourself, I did what I was supposed to do and God didn't show up for me. But the real truth is that just because we read our Bible doesn't mean we're going to get some over-flooding feeling. And it doesn't mean that he's not there. And so truth would then say, okay, I'm still feeling alone. And it would say, Lord, can you please help me? And so you can either stop at the point when you feel like you did what you were supposed to do and God didn't come through, or you can continue on believing and knowing that even if you don't feel it, it doesn't mean that he's not there. And another lie, like these, all of these lies that we believe, they're so tricky because they, they could be true. They look to be true. When I look down, you know, at my future, I can see, you know, I can look at things the way they are now and I can say, well, see, they're never going to change. And it's true, they're, they're a certain way right now, but it is a lie that things never change. One of the things that God impressed upon my heart here recently is God does not change, but change is what he does. God does not change, but change is what he does. Nothing about our lives, regardless if we live, you know, for the Lord or not, remains the same. Everything is constantly on a, a, a belt that is moving down and it is changing. It is causing change. There are changes in our age, in our health, in our mental abilities, in our physical abilities, in our financial. Everything changes. There is a season. And so when we put our hope in Jesus Christ and we can hold on to the actual truth and sift through these lies, then we can less, uh, we can less abruptly constantly have our faith come to a halt because what we do is we either think I have faith in God and I see him moving or I don't have faith in God because I don't see him moving. There is a place in the middle of those two things. And that place says, I'm having a hard time. And Lord, I don't feel you right now. But I believe that you're there. And I believe that even though I can't feel you, that I'm on your mind. And that you're not mad at me. And you're not sitting up in heaven or in the room with me feeling like, why can't you just get this? So there is a space where your doubt is brought before the Father. And it's just like, it's okay. I'm, I'm struggling, but I believe. And so today, remember, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, 
we're not going through. Maybe there are things that should be happening that aren't. Or maybe your life is just boring and you're wanting the Lord to do something big. Or maybe you just had a victory. Or maybe you're facing tragedy. You are on God's mind. You are seen. You are loved. And you, in all of your struggles, in all of your humanity, are seen and cared about. Let this be an encouragement to you this week. Like, share, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. And send some encouraging comments my way. Let me know what you'd like to hear about on the show. And get ready for our first podcast of the new year, which I believe actually airs on January 1st. That's funny. Um, I'm going to have an awesome guest on our show. Her name is Heather Creekmore. And she is an author and a speaker. And she speaks on comparison. And she has a wonderful, wonderful uh, book out. Well, two books actually on it. And we're going to be talking about her newest book. And she has just an amazing testimony and story um, about how the Lord showed her her issue with comparison and helped her to begin to work through that. And so if you are someone that has ever compared yourself to someone else, what they have, how they look, how they look physically, what they have financially, etc., then this episode is going to be for you. If you would like to be a guest on the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, where you know someone that would like to be a guest or would be a good fit for this show, reach out to the contact me page on the uh, website blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings. And again, friends, Merry Christmas and be full of hope. There is nothing that you can face today that your God does not face with you and goes before you and after you on every side. You are safe, you are seen, you are loved, and you are on God's mind. See you next time.